This is a podcast from ABC Radio Overnight. Yeah, day sleepers, uh, people that have to work through the night and sleep through the day, I've got to say, it knocks you about, it really knocks you about. And we're thinking of you with our topic today, uh, close the curtains for better sleep to protect your health, but it's also for people that are getting up at this time of the morning and, and need to have an early night. So I thought we'd uh, have a chat with Professor Gordon Lynch about this today in the health and fitness segment on ABC Overnights. Professor Gordon Lynch, it's good to talk to you again. Good to be with you, David. Yeah, this really is a problem, getting sleep when the sun is bright outside and normally we'd be up at this time of the day, you know, that, that, that through the day when the sun is out. But a study finds exposure to even moderate ambient lighting during the night can actually harm heart health and increase risk for metabolic disease. Tell me a bit more about the study. This is done by um, sleep specialists, the, the physicians that specialise in sleep medicine. And the message from their study, just recently published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences from the US, it's a pretty uh, impressive journal. The message was pretty clear, David. Close the blinds, draw the curtains and turn off all the lights before bed. Because what they found was exposure to this, even you know, moderate ambient lighting during the nighttime sleep compared to sleeping in a dimly lit room, it harms your cardiovascular function. So during your sleep, your heart rate is up and so on. It increases your insulin resistance the following morning. All these things that we sort of wouldn't expect just because a single night of exposure to moderate room lighting can impair glucose handling, cardiovascular regulation and so on. These are all risk factors for heart disease, diabetes and, and metabolic syndrome. So the message from the sleep, the sleep specialists, it's important for people to avoid or minimise the amount of light exposure during sleep. Many of us, Gordon, have a, like a little nightlight to show us the way to the loo for in the middle of the night, you know, when we have to have... Yeah, yeah but uh, does, does, are we talking even that amount of light, the, the small nightlights as well, try and get rid of those? I think for a, for safety purposes, we, we want to make sure we've got some. It's it's just if if, it's, if you can see clearly, I think it's it's a, ca- a case where there's 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 too much too much light, and and the reason I, I think for this, you know, light exposure during the day, your heart rate is higher. It's just a natural thing that during the during the light, your heart rate goes up. It activates the, the what we call the sym- sympathetic nervous system. It puts the heart into a higher heart rate alertness goes up and so because we're meeting certain challenges during the day. So the idea is if you have too much light at, during the night when you're supposed to be resting, that effect, even though you're not aware of it, is actually present when, when you're exposed to light during that nighttime sleep. So I think you know, even in a, you know, a moderately lit room, your heart rate goes up because we know that you know, some people sleep with a a bedside light on or they have the TV blaring while they're trying to sleep. All that, that extra light is actually, you know, detrimental to the, you know, the, first of all, the quality of sleep, but all these other physiological effects that we're really not aware of. So a pretty interesting study, I thought. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, light pollution is encroaching on our sleeping spots. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a real problem, isn't it? You mentioned about light pollution, exposure to artificial light you know, during the evening. It's pretty common. When we think about 
the devices we have in our hands, whether it's our phone or yes. I'm thinking to myself, I have my iPad before I go to bed. I mean, all the wrong things. I'm, I'm looking at this thinking of all these wrong messages. Now, these are light-emitting devices, but there's also outside the home. If you don't have thick curtains or whatever to block out the light, in, in city areas where the street lights are there, you know, light can filter into the room. It could be something which may be beyond what is necessary. And as I mentioned, up to 40% of people... Uh, according to this particular research, sleep with a bedside you know, lamp on um, in the bedroom or they keep the TV on, all that extra light is actually uh, interfering. Because so, we know that you know, in the, when they think sleep is important, we think nutrition is important for health, exercise is important for health, but the light exposure during the day, that's important for health as well. Because Vitamin we know D, that, yeah. You know, we, we kick our body into certain things, but with them, when we get into the night we need to do the rest period and we need to you know, slow down the heart rate. We need to change the, you know, the, the, the circulating hormones and all those sorts of things. But you know, even this modest intensity of light can impair what we need to do, and that is to, to start to relax. So I, I thought some very interesting very, findings. I mean, yeah. it was a small study, only a, a sort of 20 people when they do these sorts of sleep studies, they're pretty, pretty intense in terms of what they can do. But pretty important messages, especially for, for our listeners who, who may have trouble sleeping or there may be some tips, I think, yeah. to, to get better sleep, even when we're That's considering light as well. Well, Professor Gordon Lynch, some tips for reducing light during sleep. Well, this, uh, these tips actually come from these sleep physicians. So from their study, they, they recommended um, you know, how to reduce light during sleep. They said, first of all, don't turn the lights on. That's pretty good. But we mentioned before that you know, some people may have a slight light for uh, safety purposes, and that could be for older people so they don't trip on rugs and other things. And I think we need to make it um, as dim and as close to the door as possible, away from where, from where you're sleeping. They also mentioned that colour is important. So amber or red-orange light is less stimulating for the brain. So don't use white light or blue light, that's from those light-emitting devices that we have, and keep it far away from the people when you're sleeping. And blackout shades or eye masks, they're particularly good if you can't control the outdoor light. We mentioned the, sort of the light pollution factor, but you know, even if we, we, we want to get that as, as dark as we can, putting, putting the, the, the shades on or eye mask is on or moving the bed so that the outdoor light isn't shining on the face. I yes. think that they were... They were three tips for reducing the light during sleep. And I think they're pretty good tips because they come from these sleep positions. But there are other things we consider uh, for, okay. for getting better sleep as well. Yeah, I mean, those masks, you eventually get used to them. I use one of those at home. But what else can we do to improve our lifestyle and sleeping environment? Yeah, I think there are, there are some things. And we, we have discussed this over a number of years about different habits we can get into and, you know, the concept of sleep hygiene and we, we, there are various ways we can do this. So if we improve our lifestyle habits, especially during the day, and yeah, of course I'm going to mention exercise and I, I think that's important and the reason for that is that exercise helps us get into a regular habit of activity and then rest. So if you can try and exercise on, on most days of the week to get into that, that rhythm or cycle, try and complete your exercise earlier in the day rather than later in the day because some people don't, this doesn't apply to some people, but for most people, if you're exercising 
vigorously before you, you know, the, your bedtime, you, you'll be too stimulated to sleep. So I think if you can get into this regular routine of exercise, a pattern of activity, a pattern of rest at those times, your body becomes accustomed to that schedule. So when it comes time to sleep, you're ready to sleep. And I think that's the, that's the important thing about, about the exercise. So exercise is important, but there are some other things lifestyle-wise I think we can take into consideration too. And that's avoiding things like caffeine in the afternoon and evening. I mean, some people think they can have a, a shot of espresso before they go to bed and it doesn't yeah. help them. Yeah. I don't know if, that, if that's the case for most people, but <laughs> some people keep telling me that when I, when I report on this sort of thing. But I think for most people, avoiding caffeine-containing drinks after 4 p.m. or 5 p.m., you know, coffee and tea, the, the, the caffeinated um, soft drinks, the energy drinks, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of caffeine, you should be really avoiding those you know, after that afternoon period because we need to then prepare for when we get into that, that, that cycle of rest. So, um, And there's some best, people that best, say, you know, I need a glass of wine to sort of rest at night and go off to sleep, but that doesn't help either. Really? Now, I mean, in terms of alcohol, I think most people would say skip the nightcap. You know, uh -huh. I think alcohol may help some people fall asleep faster, but it actually can disrupt the sleep later during the night. So, you know, we get into different patterns of sleep. So, um, you know, the, the more sort of prevalent um, disruptive effect of, of alcohol might be more frequent waking during the night. You might have a worse sleep quality. You may you know, reduce the, the period when you're in that deep sleep and you may wake earlier than, than you should. So all of those things mean we're not getting enough sleep. So the alcohol is something you should be shunning, especially during that late, late period. And the other thing in terms of a stimulant is, is nicotine. So certainly nice. don't smoke. Uh, if you can help it, because if you, you know, this is a, another thing which will, will keep you up because of its, of its stimulating effects. So those um, lifestyle factors can play an important part, and but there are other things too, and and they relate to the other concept of sleep hygiene. Okay, tell me more about that. Well, I think um, if you think about the the bedroom as an area for sleeping is it, you know your bedroom may be the place that's keeping you up at night yes. the idea of it, if it's not a comfortable bed that you're sleeping in it's got to be providing support and you know, the mattress shouldn't be too soft because it can lead to poor posture during sleeping uh, if we're thinking about back pain and other things sometimes you can attribute it simply to the you know, the changing of the mattress and getting a firmer firmer mattress so that that might be a good thing so the bed should be sufficiently large so that the movements if you have a partner that they don't disrupt you if they're moving they're not going to disrupt your your um pattern of sleeping as well and get rid and of electronics a, as well around the bedroom i've heard that that helps any electronics uh, you know just because it takes your attention away if you've got a telly in the corner of the room i mean it's easy to turn that on have a quick catch up of the news before you drift off to sleep and then you've got trouble sleeping haven't you really you, you do and and again it comes back to the to the message of of today's research is that the tv's emitting light and it's and and that's not getting us into that pattern of where we need to be relaxing and then switching off and then you know lowering our heart rate and all those sort of physiological functions as opposed to having that light which is causing the stimulus yeah you know, if the, the bedroom's there for sleeping avoid it becoming a sort of a study area or where you sort of organize your your finances i mean primarily it should be a place where you know that if you're getting into the bedroom you've got the everything you know the, the curtains are down the lights being controlled especially after today's research um, we, we get into the habit where 
yes, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for, for bed and I'm going to get into a, a deeper relaxation to go to sleep. And I think the relaxation is the other key that I want to mention, David. Yes, before bedtime, yes. Yes, because are, I hear it, it's like a, a wave, like people yep. who surf waves, and the same happens at night. There's a wave come in, and, and if you push through it to watch one more half hour of TV or you push through to read one more bit on your iPhone or your iPad, you miss the wave. You've got to be able to catch the wave and drift off into sleep. Is, is that kind of what you're talking about? Oh, I, I like what you're saying there. That's, that's really good because it's really getting into that, catching the wave to actually wind down because that, that really does make the difference. And it could be the relaxation things about the foods we're eating and drinking and what we're having, you know, don't have it too close to bedtime because that could maybe cause stomach upsets or indigestion and so on. So, you know, give yourself a few hours before you, after you've eaten before you get to bed. Don't try and drink a lot of fluids just before you go to bed because naturally you'll be getting up to go to the loo in the middle of the night, which then disrupts your sleep. So we've got to think about when we're eating and drinking and, and taking that period before we're going to bed, not having too much to eat and drink. And then this this idea of relaxation, I like, I like the way you describe it. I was almost drifting the way you describe it, catching that wave. Catching the wave. Relaxation. Yeah. You know, stop doing work, get away from the bright computer toward the TV lights and so on, and then just spend some time getting into the habit of switching off mentally. And I think that's the thing. We can have a thousand and one thoughts rushing through our minds and it's not really conducive to to relaxation. So another thing in terms of relaxation is having a warm shower or or bath before bedtime, a couple of maybe an hour or two before. That can sometimes have a very helpful effect for people that can't relax. The warmth is something that gets them to that, that, uh, that relaxation phase. Don't read too long when you get to bed. I mean, the idea is that you should be reading a couple of pages and you should be so tired, the lids become so heavy that you're yes. ready to get to go to sleep. Oh. And you may also be an expert in this because of your, your training, but breathing exercises can be very helpful. They can help too, can't they? Like relaxation and uh, meditation through just breathing and also relaxing the muscles. Yeah, I think what I've done, I mean, it doesn't always work. I'm not trying to pretend it, it works every time, but um, counting slowly backwards from 100, and as, as you know, you're focusing on the breath, as you're counting down, I imagine myself walking down sort of a flight of stairs or you're among the clouds in the sky. I don't want to get too too fancy, but you, you need to get into these sorts of uh, sort of images, and it is your imagination to help yeah, you, but yeah. it's all the distraction about your concentration on breathing. So you're gently exhaling as you're stepping down. And that allows your muscles to become limp, you know, relaxation, uh, it will ensue. It sounds weird, I understand that, but give it a try if you haven't. Just that focusing on on relaxation with with your breath. Uh, is a really good way to get into the into the the relaxation mode and and then preparing for a better night's sleep. And if you still can't sleep, of course, talk to your doctor because I'm sure they can help. Yeah, and and remember the research that I that I mentioned today comes from experts in sleep. These are sleep medicine physicians. They're really expert in what they're, what they're talking about. Uh, so take their advice. But if you're still having trouble with all of the, you know, even if you can incorporate some of the things we've mentioned today. If you're having trouble sleeping, you, you've got to consult your doctor. I mean, it may be that certain medications may help some people to allow them to sleep, and that's fine. But if you're, you know, you're not getting enough sleep, it, if you, you really feel it the next day, and if you have broken sleep 
or, or you can't sleep for days on end. Yes. It really takes its toll, not just in terms of you know, feeling grumpy or, or you know, feelings of depression and so on, but it can have a real detrimental effect on your physical health. So um, you don't want to have anything which increases the risk of illness. Sleep is just so essential, and we know that many people have trouble sleeping. So I just hope that the research that we've discussed today, David, and, and some of the tips that we've provided will, yeah. will help will help people get to that restful sleep because it's just so important. Absolutely the most important thing of the night, that's for sure. Gordon, we can follow you on Twitter. Yes, you can, at Gordon S. Lynch. Perfect. Uh, look forward to, to having some interactions with our listeners through Twitter. And, and I try and uh, answer those through follow-ups. And we've had one recently where a listener sent in a question uh, regarding lifting lighter weights and how we can make a good workout out of that and we, we answered it through, through a program. So please interact and I look forward to doing so. And we look forward to you having a chat uh, next week with uh, Rod Quinn here on ABC Overnights. Professor Gordon Lynch, thank you for your time. I'm ready for my nap now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, David.